know the vibes. Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast, presented by NBA 2K24. Myself, Mamusi, alongside BJ Armstrong, as always. BJ, how you been? Well, I can't complain. It's, it's, it's you know, like they say, it is what it is. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. I can't complain. See, I left New York, came back and did an episode. And after that episode, I'm like, yes, the podcast is back. And then BJ hits me saying he's going to New York now. Yes. It's like he waited for me to leave until he got there. No, nah, seen that know. jump shot. He was like, I don't want to see Mo on the court. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, I can, but I can tell you this. New York, New York is beautiful. It's beautiful oh, in New for York. Real. So. For real, for yeah, real. It's, it's, How was New York, though, B? You good? Uh, it was. It was great. It was great. I was able to uh, attend a um, couple of events out there. So a lot of people, you know, I didn't get a chance to spend uh, time with the commissioner like you did. You know, nah, when you come in town. Ah, uh, come on. However, you know, I, I was I was able to, you know, just you know, kind of check in a little bit. All right, let me you know, let me ask you this: You're big, big on your food. Number one place in New York that you have to eat at. Number oh, one well, that's place. A, that's, a, that's impossible. Off the first top of all, it's a, the first one that pops in your head. Well, it's impossible to say that. The, the food is just excellent in New York. Okay. If I'm in New York for one day and I've never been before, where do I have to go? That's the question. Just stop anywhere. Just stop any Mo. You can get any type of food. Authentic though. You know, people they'll go to places and they'll say. Oh, they have the best this. No, Mo, you can find the best burger in the world there. Mm. You can find the best Italian food. Outside best, of Italy. Uh, outside of Yeah, Italy. yeah. We're going to put it, because okay. my Italian friends, yeah, they get yes. sensitive about these things, you know. Yeah, but I can tell you what, it's pretty darn close. Oh, okay. It's pretty pizza? Yeah, let me it's, let me it's tell pretty you, darn close. Let me tell you the number one thing in New York. I had for the first time a chopped cheese. Oh, yeah. So you can, BJ, you can get anything there. That was, I don't know why they don't do chopped cheese in London. Anyone who's listening to this and is rich, if you want to start a chopped cheese business, let me know. We'll come and do a podcast yeah. in the chopped cheese store. Let me know. Yeah, okay. you can find any any culture, any type of food. It may not be a hundred percent authentic, but it's ninety nine point nine 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 percent. And in some cases, Mo, it may be even better. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. just the food is phenomenal. So if I tell you just one place, no, you, Mo, I've been I, in New York, I you. I, for, uh, I, you know, I've been in New York, I don't know, for going on 35, 40 years. And I'm going to tell you every single time I'll go to a new place mm -hmm. and you'll just stop in a place and it will be the best version of whatever it is you're looking for. I feel you, Doc. You, you know, what I, mean? I mean, Mo, when you say street food, they got the best. When you say pizza. Pretzel, whatever you're looking for. Bo, what best fast food? I'm not even mm -hmm. a fast food person. Mm, but it I know. tastes a little it, it, but it tastes a little different there. <laughs> it's, just, it's that New York grease. It's that New York tap water that's in the pizza hey, 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 hey. It just gives it sand. I, I I am I, I am convinced of this. The reason the pizza there is so good is because the water is dirty. Yeah, I'm that's what everyone tells me. By the way, yeah, if, if you're new here, this is not a food show. If you're regular, oh yes, here, it is a food show. It you is understand a food show. the vibes. See, I, you want to get me city, get me excited. Hey, just, let's, let's get, but, but, let's get speaking, dinner reservations going. Speaking of food, I've been cooking on NBA 2K24. You can check me out on Twitch every day, Monday to Friday. 
twitch.tv slash hoop genius. You see the segue, BJ? You see, it's effortless. I saw that. That was, that was effortless now. Though. You can that catch me on pretty, Twitch. That was uh, on Twitch, I was getting cooked the other day, though. I can't lie. Some of these guys online now, they're too good. But um, you can catch me on Twitch and you can get your copy of NBA 2K24 through the link in the description of the show. And um, I have been giving out a couple copies during my Twitch stream. So if you mm-hmm. want to get lucky and get a copy of the game, tune in over there, subscribe. Uh, but let's talk about the NBA. Okay. We had a possible signing last week as Dwight Howard oh. was working out with the Warriors. And then he went oh. to work out with Chris Paul and Draymond Green. And mm. it looked like an almost sure thing. And this is how I know it's the offseason because Shams did an emergency news alert about a team not signing a player. Oh. He's putting capital letters, breaking news. Da, 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 da. I'm thinking something crazy has happened. It was the Warriors aren't signing Dwight Howard. To which Dwight Howard responds on Twitter with a cryptic message. Only a warrior can withstand the path of knowledge. A warrior cannot complain or regret anything, blah, blah, blah. It's some motivational quote. Um, the Warriors obviously decided not to sign him to maintain their roster flexibility and maybe sign a big man after training camp begins or later in the season. So maybe there's more moves to be made there. But I really like the idea of having Dwight Howard on the Warriors. You know, okay. what he brought to the Lakers title run and what JaVale McGee has brought to the Warriors in previous years on their runs to winning championships. Mm-hmm. I feel like they lack size in the front court outside of Kevon mm-hmm. Looney. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Draymond Green is obviously a little bit older in his career and he can't play that many minutes at the center position like he used to. And okay. the league is now shifting away from small ball with other teams getting much bigger, running double big lineups. And you may want to have a paint presence who can block shots at the rim and also a pick and roll presence, especially with Chris Paul now on the team, to be able to come off the bench and dive to the hoop, offensive rebound, all those things. So I like Dwight Howard, um, just the concept of a player like Dwight Howard. You know, a Dwight Howard, a JaVale McGee type player, seven foot athletic, can catch a lob out of the middle of the air, can block shots on a defensive end, can set solid screens because screening is a huge part of their offense. I would like a player like that on my team. Obviously, the downside for Dwight, where he doesn't compete with people like Andrew Boga, who were previously on the Warriors, is the playmaking side of things. Because Andrew Boga was a fantastic passer and other bigs they've had have been able to pass the ball. But I like the idea of adding um, Dwight Howard to the depth. What did you think of the potential fit if they were to go ahead and sign him? Well, you know, Mo, the, the, the thing that makes it interesting about the Golden State Warriors is... It's early. It's September, Mo, and we're already talking about roster construction, right? And, oh, and we you, never you stop. Know how, yeah, you know how I feel about constructing your team and playing to your strengths and minimizing your weaknesses when you are putting together your team and constructing a roster. Now, their best player on their team is clearly Steph Curry. So now you have to figure out how are you going to maximize his strengths, especially at his age, right? But he's 30, what, three, 34 now, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. And you are trying to maximize what he does well, right? What does he do well? He plays in the open court. Clearly, you're going to run an offense, a free-flowing offense, because you his best part of his game is moving without the ball. And you have to provide space for him to do his thing. Okay. Now you have to be very careful when you play with Steph Curry, because if you have a center or a player like that, you can only play him for so many minutes with Steph Curry. Reason being is because you will limit his ability playing with a starting center 
you will limit his ability to get to the basket. Why? It's because I don't care what, you know, Dwight Howard does. His defender will always provide rim yeah, protection. Yeah, because he's he's not a shooting threat. He's not a shooting threat. Now, so you'll say, well, what about Kevon Looney? Well, Kevon Looney, Kevon Looney is a player that he's not, for the most part, going to play enough minutes at that position because the the starting center is really Draymond Green. Yeah. If if it, that's what makes Kevon Looney interesting is because in Kevon Looney's role, he's a star in his role. Yeah. He's a star. I mean, think about it. I mean, you're you're looking at a guy that if you look at him in in his role as a backup center, that's as good as you, I think you can get mm-hmm. in the NBA. Even though he starts, he plays as a backup because Draymond Green is clearly the starting center when it's time to go there. Yeah, well, we talk about they're... closing lineups. Probably is a better time to use. You know, who they're going to close. But Draymond the game. Green is going to play a minimum of fifteen to twenty minutes a night at the center position. Mm-hmm. Okay, Th- those those are starter minutes. Okay, and you know, out of his thirty-five minutes a night during the course of the regular season, he's going to play without question in the playoffs over half the game at the center position because that's his best position. Draymond's best position is the center position, mm-hmm. even though he starts at the four and he does a terrific job at the four as well. Yeah. His best position is the five position. Yeah, he so spent 25% of his minutes at the center position last season. Yes. Okay. So now once the playoffs begin, we know that's going to that's gonna go up. He's That just is what it is now. So now if you add... Uh, Steph um, Dwight, Howard. Dwight Howard to that mix that's going to eat up the lineup that he really wants to go to because mm-hmm. you got to find a way to keep him engaged into this into the game you got to keep him in some form of condition because he's clearly good enough to play uh, yeah I think it's more my thought process is when Steph's on the bench and Chris Paul is on the court Yeah, that's fine. But Steph Curry, that, that only leaves Steph Curry is going to play 35 minutes minimum. minimum. Yeah. Yeah. So that leaves 13 minutes. So yeah. that's six minutes in the one half, seven minutes in the other. <laughs> I like that. And then you can spot some minutes in when you need it, you know, with Steph. Because at the moment, yeah. they've got projected Draymond at the five if they're going to start Chris Paul. And if they don't start Chris Paul, it'll be Looney at the five. And then the backup bigs, they've really got Dario Saric, who's really a power forward, not a center anyway. Well, well, as I see with their roster and the way they play, you're going to need to keep that floor spaced. Mm-hmm. Now, Dario Saric makes sense to me is because he can keep the floor space. And he's got some playmaking as well. So you have two centers, you know, Drayvon, even though he will shoot the three, he's not shooting it at a very high percentage. Some nights you won't even be able to play Kevon Looney because he doesn't shoot it at all. And then Dario Saric will allow you to play with the spacing necessary and how they want to play ball movement, player movement, so forth and so on. And -hmm. they will put emphasis on their best player. So this all makes sense to me. I think the name of Dwight Howard is a good name. He's obviously to me, he's still a really good player at, you know, especially if you're looking at him for as a backup, very physical provide something that they can't have. However, I don't think it complements their best player. You know, I don't think that complements Steph. I don't think it complements Clay Thompson. 
I don't think it complements how they want to play. Now, it'll be interesting to see, especially if they get off to a slow start. Maybe they feel that he'll be available. You know, maybe he'll be available, you know, in November as well. So hmm. we'll see. However, you have to find ways to complement what your best player is going to need. You know, it's not like he's getting younger. It's not like he, you know, he's he's maintaining this excellent level of play. But at any moment, though, Mo, we all know at this age, especially for a small guard, you know, you could, you know, if you lose a step here, there, or half a step, or what have you, it could change the trajectory of who he is or his effectiveness as a player. Yeah. And he, he seems to be ageless. I mean, he's still playing at a very high level, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But at some point, Mo, you know, age catches up. You know, father time doesn't pass anyone. I hear it. I do hear it. Um, are there any teams that you think Draymond Green would be great to be added to? Draymond Green or Dwight Howard? Oh, Dwight Howard. Sorry. Yeah, Dwight Howard. Oh, yeah, Dwight Howard. Well, I, I think that the team to me, just from a you know, just a basketball perspective, would be the would seem to me to be the Miami Heat. Mm. Let Bam play at the four a little bit more. Well, you you know, they're a very small team. I mean, I mean they've got to the NBA finals last year, but just having a an able body to allow Bam to be the best version of himself. Again, this is just without knowing anything. You know, sometimes, well, you you know, I I love this saying by by coaches and executives. You never know who a player is until you coach them. Yeah. You never know. And, you know, I, I remember when I first saw Al Horford and I thought, wow, he was playing the five in Atlanta. And I thought, God, if he could really play his natural position to me at the four. Yeah. You know, I was thinking. That's what he played in college I, yeah. with Joakim Noah. Yeah, but then I quickly learned and realized over the years that he is a undersized five who is more comfortable as a five than he is at a, as a four. Like yeah. some players, I, I, some, you you I learn. Think a lot of it is a fit though, because Joakim Noah was kind of unique in what he did on the court at the center position. You know, not well, many he's centers a, can pass like him, and you know, yeah, that's what play I'm sometimes you. Sometime you will have the right combination of the right yeah. fit for you, you know, and that was a comp that, that complemented. They complemented one another the way yeah. they play, because I don't think Joe King Noah is a traditional five, no. nor do I think Al Horford is a traditional five or a traditional four. But at, I would just at their size, you're saying, you know, Al should be probably a four more than mm. a five. However, yeah. he's way more effective as a five than he is a four. Yeah. And sometimes you, you know you find out out about players. I I'm looking at it going, you know, if Bam could have played against Aaron Gordon or yep. Michael Porter Jr. in yep. the finals for 25 minutes a night, that changes to me the outcome of the game. I'm not saying they would have they would have won the series. However, it may have been closer. Yes, it would have been a different different game plan. Okay. Bam playing against Aaron Gordon is different than Bam playing having to play against Jokic. Yeah. And to me, that is what this league is all about. It's always about matchups. I think having Bam play against PJ Tucker in a series, if they play the, the Philadelphia 76ers, is different than Bam having to play against Joel Embiid. Mm -hmm. So 
Now, I'm not saying for your Celtics, Bam playing at the five against Al Horford, that's probably a good matchup for Bam. Oh, the Time Lord as well. And guess the time. Yeah, that's a good matchup for him. Yeah. However, when he plays against those bigger players, size. Cleveland. Size is, is a problem. You know what I mean? It's a problem. So yeah, Milwaukee. Just, yeah, yeah, that's just an observation. You know, Bam, you know, playing against, you know, playing against, you know, Brooke Lopez. Those guys are big. You know, they're seven feet, you know, 300 pounds, somewhere around there. So, but I would like, I, I would think that Dwight Howard playing in that culture probably would benefit him, especially, especially if they're able to make the trade that we're, we're, we're all patiently well, waiting for. This is what I wanted to ask you about as well. Um, the imminent, apparently, Damian Lillard to Miami trade. Our friend Mark Spears mm. reported earlier this week. I don't know if you saw this while you were out in New York um, doing what you do. I don't know if you saw it, but he said that there is a mystery team in the Eastern Conference that okay. he doesn't want to disclose yet, but are trying to get in the mix for Damian Lillard. Okay. Now, who off the top of your head do you think could be that mystery team? I think it was Chicago Bulls. I think. Oh, why? Why do you think that? Because I thought of a different team. Well, because at some point here, you know, my bullies are going to probably have to do something. No, they have to. And they have two all-star caliber players and Zach Levine and DeMar DeRosa. Both of those guys are playing probably somewhere near, like, you know, I always believe there's room for improvement, but they're playing somewhere near their peak. <laughs> yeah. I mean, DeMar DeRozan right now, arguably is playing the best basketball of his career. Yeah. And Zach Levine, you know, if he stays healthy and he can play like this or at this level for, let's say, anywhere from the next three to five years, th that would be phenomenal. He's, he's an all-star player if he's healthy. Okay, yes. Now, I think those guys have to be in the mix, the Bulls, because I don't see anything else the Bulls can do. The Bulls are going to have to make some type of trade here to do something. Mm -hmm. Now, because Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan is going to keep them somewhere in the middle of the pack. And that's probably the one place you don't want to be. If you're yeah, you want to be in the play-in. <laughs> yeah. So you're not getting a high draft pick and you're not really getting to the playoffs. You're in the play-in. You're, you're in the play-in. in the first yeah. round. And I'm sure, I'm sure they are thinking to themselves, well, if we would have stayed healthy, we yep. wouldn't. We they were they were fantastic with Lonzo healthy, but Lonzo they, being healthy doesn't look like it's going to happen. And Patrick Beverly last year, I thought saved their season. I don't know what you thought about it. I we like didn't that talk move. much about the Bulls. I like because they've added Javon Carter. Obviously, Patrick Beverly's gone, but they've added Javon Carter, which offers some similar full court pressure defense. And you know, I think you can shoot well, a little well, bit. Better I than thought Pat. Bev, I thought Pat Bev. I saw them. Well, you and I both saw them in London. In Paris. And in Paris. Yes, in Paris. I said London. In Paris. We saw them in Paris. Yep. They were kind of just flailing along. They were the horror of the show. regular season. They looked like they weren't going to make even the play-in game, let alone the playoffs. And then suddenly Patrick Beverly comes and their season just turns around. Mm -hmm. Now, more so than his defense, I thought his leadership 
And yeah. he gave them the top- intangibles of making everyone want to buy in on the defensive side. I, I thought it, what he did there, I thought in the latter part of the season was just simply incredible, right? They, I mean, they won, they beat Toronto, if I remember, right? Did they meet Toronto in, in the, in, in the, in one of the games or something? They won yeah, with, one game, with right? DeMar DeRozan's daughter screaming. Yes, um, yes, during the yes. free throws, <laughs> it was. Um... Yeah, so I mean, they they the, the Chicago Bulls were really good in the way they played. They always they almost beat the Miami Heat. I mean, think about yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Up until the end of the fourth quarter, they were up. Yes. they looked like they were they, going to the they were up. So give them credit, but I think now they are in a situation where they're going to have to do something because if things don't pan out this year. I think it's going to be disaster because I could see now, I don't know what they're going to do with DeMar DeRozan, but his deal has to be coming up. Zach Levine has already been hint. It's been hints thrown out there before about Zach Levine. And I don't know when Alonzo, hopefully he comes back, you know, but what are we going to expect if he does come back? Yeah, uh, from an injury like that. Yeah, I think Alex Crusoe being back will be big for them. Um, but the team I thought about, when they said a mystery Eastern Conference team is the team who is run by a man who loves taking risks, a man who actually won a championship with a star who was adamant to get to a destination. Oh, not the Jazz. No, oh, oh. no. <laughs> Eastern Conference, PJ. I'm oh, talking okay. about the Toronto Raptors and Masai Ujiri. No, no. Why not? Well, his best player is Scotty Barnes. Okay, for now. His best player. And when, when he turns Scotty Barnes into Giannis and you have Damon Giannis on the same team, how about then? Well, I'll 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 believe I'll believe that when I see it. <laughs> that, 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 that money doesn't even match up, right? So how are you gonna get Giannis? Scotty Barnes plus Scottie. everyone else, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty Barnes find a way. Is a, on a rookie contract. He'll find a way. Yeah, you you I mean financially, I mean Damian Lillard is making what? I mean, he's too much. Well, yeah, he's I mean, making like I know him, he's like. But... Yeah, he's 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 making like north of sixty million, yeah, and then you're going to add Giannis to that, who's going to have to. He's up for a new deal. How are you going to build a team? That's impossible. I mean, I and mean, it's fun to it's fun to play with it, but you're going to build a team around Giannis and Damian Lillard in Toronto. No, I don't think so at those numbers. You know, you're not you're you're not the Warriors. Okay. You're not Balmer. <laughs> okay. mm. You're you're talking, you're talking, you need to be Balmer on this one. Like Balmer is probably the only one that can pull something off. Right. That, Especially with that second April now. Like yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense, but it's fun. It's fun to say that. I get it. I get why you're saying it. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, but no, I, I, I think Gian, if Giannis goes somewhere, you know, Giannis is going to have to be traded for another superstar. Yeah, he's going to for another. Well, well let me ask you this, to... because I said this on my stream the other day, right? The Milwaukee Bucks don't have many options for the future. You know, they traded away a lot of their picks. Drew Holiday says he's going to retire when his contract's up. Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez are older, injuries, whatnot, whatnot, whatnot. I want to float something to you. And I just said it, you know, off the top of my head. I didn't really put too much thought into it. Okay. But I said, if the Oklahoma City Thunder are just playing really good basketball this year, and they just surprise everyone and finish higher than they think because they have the boatload of picks, like every pick ever for the future of the NBA. Could there be a world 
where they just try and trade for Giannis and offer all of the picks possible, plus some salaries that will match. Or like I think they even below the below the financially. I just don't think they can can absorb the salary right because they're below the cap, or they will be at some point during the season. Yeah, is there a way that they could then trade for Giannis and have Giannis with Chet and Shea? And maybe they'd have to give up Giddy and Jay Williams or, or something. But yeah, I is there a way in the world that the Oklahoma City Thunder could trade for Giannis? Is there a way? Yes. Do I think they would do it? No. Why not? Because how are you going to build a team in Oklahoma City? It's not a free agent destination. Well, I mean, you've got Giannis. You've got Shea. Okay, you, you've you got, got Giannis, two, you got Shea. two all-NBA players on your team. Okay, you got Giannis and you got Shea. Okay. All right. They got some pieces. They got some pieces. Yeah. But at this stage. How did they build a championship team in Milwaukee around Giannis? Through the draft. Through the draft, like everyone else. Who did they draft on that championship winning team? Who was the draft pick in Milwaukee? They they drafted Giannis. Okay. You got to draft one of these guys. Outside of Giannis, right? So, okay. They drafted Giannis. So, he's there. Yes. No, Shea was drafted by... Oh, oh, yeah, they tr- they traded yeah, for him the, from the Clippers. The, the Clippers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I forget because they got you, all the picks. Yeah, you have to go through the draft. So they drafted going Chet. through the draft. They drafted you have to for dra- one of their yeah. big three. Okay, they've drafted. You have one. to draft one of these guys. Yeah, but the rest of the team in Milwaukee traded okay. for Drew Holiday. Okay, you they tra- found you Chris Middleton when he was in and out of the G League. Brooke Lopez was he traded or was he a free agent to get there? Free agent. They a free agent minimal, signed in Milwaukee. Yeah, PJ Tucker. Traded for midseason. Mm-hmm. The the rest of the team, who are the, who are the major contributors that you know that that they really built through the draft in Milwaukee. When you're building these teams, you have to draft one of these guys, right? You have to draft because the the the, the last thing you want is to draft a player, trade for one of these players, and then they ask for a trade because that just depletes your team. Mm-hmm. So you have to draft one of these players. You have to draft Steph Curry. You have to draft, you know, all of these players. Luca, you got to draft a star player. Now, they have a star player in Giannis. Make no doubt about it. They made a trade. And they got another all-star caliber player in Drew Holiday. Check. Now, you got your organization, for the most part, whether you do it in the draft, you do it in a trade or you do it in a free agency where you get a player and that player either outperforms who we thought he's going to be or you just get lucky. They develop like, Mm -hmm. all right. So what's the ways that you improve your team? You go through the draft, you go through free agency, you go from trades and you do it from within. There's four ways to get better, Mm -hmm. improve your team. Chris Middleton was drafted, I believe, in the second round by the Detroit Pistons. Mm-hmm. Chris Middleton has look evolved. Look how proud you look that the Detroit Pistons drafted him. <laughs> because this is what you do. You draft Manu Ginobili in these guys. In the second like, round. Yeah. I mean, and looking back at it, how could Manu Ginobili go in the second round? I mean, I mean, when you think Who about Who else st- was scouting the Italian league at that time? <laughs> well, we're looking all over the world, clearly. Yeah, clearly. So when you find a player and they outperform where they were drafted, that's just excellent by your organization. Just like the just like the Warriors with Draymond Green. Yep. Jokic. Okay. Steph Curry. 
Steph Curry, I mean, think about he the wasn't guards. a top ten pick. Yeah, Steph Curry he was, was a top top. T- yeah, Steph, he Steph Curry was, he top was, 10 he was behind Johnny Flynn. Okay, <laughs> but this is what I'm saying. You have to. Oh yeah, he was players. Seven. They just yeah, he was like seventh or somewhere around there. However, you know you can't forget like Ricky Rubio, Tyreek Evans. I remember this draft. Yep. Johnny Flynn. These guys all went ahead of him. Shout out to Hashim Thabit. Second yeah. overall. So think about this. Not one guard went ahead of Steph Curry. Three guards. Yeah. <laughs> three yep. point guards and, went and, ahead of Steph Curry. And James Curry. Harden went there three in that draft. Okay. okay. So four guards. So, uh, yes. Okay. And as great as James Harden is, he's not Steph Curry. Okay. So you have when you get one of these players, now those players do what great players do. They make players around them better. They make players around them better. I'm not taking away anything from the players that what they're doing. However, when you get one of these great players, they make players around them better. So there's a balance. You know, most of the time, those great players are what we call standalone players. Doesn't matter where they go. They're going to be great. However, Jokic, you know, I'm not saying those guys aren't good because they're professional NBA players. However, Jokic makes them all a little bit better. Big <laughs> okay. Big, big okay. It just, that's just what it is. Like Steph Curry, those guys are good, but Steph Curry draws so much attention. It makes those other guys a little bit better. Okay. Mm. That's part of the responsibility of a great player. So, you know, give Giannis credit. I mean, <laughs> Brooke Lopez was a minimum player. When they got him. Mm-hmm. So you mean to tell me there were 29 other teams that didn't value Brooke Lopez before he gets to Milwaukee? Like what? Did, he he wasn't, know, he wasn't this Brooke Lopez before he got to Milwaukee though. Exactly. Because those great players make you mm-hmm. a I little bit it. better. Yeah, that's it. just the way, that's just the way it works. So now, now everyone is like, Oh, I got to have a stretch five like Brooke Lopez. Think about that. Everybody could have had Brooklyn. If you gave him a dollar over the minimum, he probably would have gone. Mm. Maybe, maybe a couple of tickets to Disney World. He definitely. <laughs> okay. There's no Disney World in Milwaukee. One, yeah, one dollar and a couple of tickets to Disney World over the summer, and you, you don't need a die. ticket. He lives there. Yeah, ex- ex- he has exactly. a house that's there. Yeah, that's just what I'm saying. So, in saying that, now it's important to just say, you know what, your job never ends. And then think about this, Mo. Every year we get excited about the tr- the the trade deadline. Why? It's because just because it doesn't work in one place doesn't mean it can't work in another. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's about fit. Sometimes it's about a system. Sometimes it's about complementing 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 a certain player or a certain aspect of your game that fits with the coach or whatever. Like Josh Hart last year. Mm-hmm. Like I thought he was a good player in Portland, but he gets to New York last year and he was really really good. Yeah, he was really that just it works for him. So, you know, it goes both ways. Sometimes you'll get a player and you think it's going to work and it doesn't work at all. Doesn't mean that he's a bad player. Just it wasn't a good fit for whatever the reason may be. But so I I think it's a combination of things. And I think that's what keeps the the NBA interesting is because you really don't know what's going to work until you get out there. Mm. But that's the fun part about building a team, too. And some some of these executives. You know, they, they've mastered the art. Pat Riley has mastered the art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's mastered that art, you know? And, yeah. and I mean, when you look at their team, I mean, Mo, think about this. 
I mean, they have the most undrafted guys. Undrafted. Ever. ever. <laughs> and they got to the NBA Finals. Now, Mo. Now. They had they had Caleb Martin cooking conference finals. That's Gabe right. Mo, Vincent went and got back from the Lakers. <laughs> Max Struess went and got back from Cleveland. Mo, these that, were undrafted players. Mm-hmm. So clearly, Mo, there's something in the water down there. There's something in the 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 eye of their scouts that they've identified that said this works here. Now it'll be interesting to see next year. Yeah, does it work? V- versus there? <laughs> though, versus though, also not just who they find is their system of how they operate on a day to day basis. Also, right. as a franchise, mm-hmm. especially being in Miami. They run a tight ship um, and the culture and all of that. We're not going to get into, but I want to know from you guys listening, where do you think Dame will end up? Where do you think Giannis will end up? Where do you think Dwight Howard will end up? If you join our discord server, that's linked in the description. There is a tab inside that says, let us hear from you. If you click on that tab, you can send us your questions for the podcast. You can send us your hot takes. Mm. You can send us your opinions so we can react to them live on the show. So come and join the discord community. You know, Mo, as you were saying, where do I think Giannis will end up? Let them know. I think Giannis. Let them know. I'm just going to say this. Let them know. I just have, again, I have no idea, and I'm not talking to anyone. So anyone This say, is not reporting. Dropping. No, this is not reporting. This is just, just talking. Just talking, a couple guys talking. I think Damian Lillard ends up where he should end up is Boston. No, don't put Damian. Yeah, that's Boston. where that, that's no. where he should end up. Hell that's no. Where he, no, that's thank where he you. should. That's where he should end up. Okay, that's where he should end up because financially it works. How? For because they, have, they, 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 because they have, they have the pieces to do it. Jalen Brown plus. Whatever. No, thank you. Okay, I'm not saying we yeah. agree with it. Okay, I'm just saying financially it yeah. works. Okay, but Giannis, you know where Giannis works. It's Golden State. That's where he works. <laughs> that will That's be, where he works. For anyone who doesn't like the Warriors, that would be hell on earth. Steph Curry that and would, Giannis just running through the league. That that's where that's 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 where it could work. Yeah. That's where it could work. Because if yeah. again, if he doesn't sign despite everything we said earlier about having a non-shooting big on, on the floor. There are certain players that impact the game. <laughs> okay, well, you don't need don't to shoot. Okay, now clearly we prefer shooting. However, do you pre- do you prefer shooting or do you prefer winning? This is a he is the most <laughs> impactful bar. player in the. That's NBA. a bar. Giannis needs to caption yeah, that on yeah, a picture. That's a bar. Yeah, yeah, he 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 impacts the game. Now, he to me works for them. Mm-hmm. He works for them. I don't know how the money works, but he works. It, it will work for them. It will work for them because they have now, because they will have not one, but they'll have two players. See, when you're a small market team, who just did this? The Utah Jazz. They just did it with uh, Collins. They, yeah. they acquired a guy, a nice contract. So this is this is a prevailing thought with some executives and small market teams. You acquire a player who has a minimum of three years left on his deal, and you count that in a trade as your free agency. Mm. Yeah, so you can acquire a bigger salary. Yes. So you get John Collins, 
you probably wouldn't get him in free agency, but you acquired that contract. And that's a nice contract to have in free yeah. agency, just in case you might need it for something else. But more importantly, that's a very good player. You follow yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate so you. that was great by Danny Ainge Always. analyzing his market, knowing that he probably won't get a free agent. However, his be- he can't miss in the draft if you're in Utah, and you can't miss a good player if you have a chance to get him. Especially at the cost he got John Collins for basically nothing, like exactly. a second-round pick. Exactly. And this is where I think the contracts of Draymond and I think the – Whatever they sign, like Clay the, extension, Clay will you know, be at, final I, think, of his deal. I think those are contracts where you'll say you can move it because you can't lose a guy like that for nothing. Yeah. But you can't lose him for nothing on a guy on an expiring contract. And now you have nothing in a year to show for it. You follow me, Mo? Yeah. I hate you. You, you see what I'm saying? So if you get a guy with one year remaining, that guy comes there plays out that year and then he's gone and then suddenly you 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 lose Giannis and you have nothing so what you could do is trade a player you could trade for those players and then move them on to something else and get back what you're talking about which is draft picks Mm. draft collateral yeah yeah. young and decide we want to go young or whatever and now you look back and say well you can't really assess this trade until like 10 years from now Mm. I hate you it, it's tough to make those trades because you've not got the same leverage because everyone knows you need to make those trades. You know, say yes. you're the Bucks, you trade yes. for Clay and yes. Draymond, you're going to have to sell cheap on them because people know you're not trying to keep those two guys. There, so. there, there, there you go. So I, I think someone like that, I think the Warriors, I think the Warriors know this. I just think the Warriors know this because I'm, you know, I'm looking at the numbers and and I'm going, those are movable contracts. Wiggins those as are, well. Wiggins, those are so. If you got back, let's just say Wiggins plus, yeah, you can move that. And Wiggins says, "Okay, I don't want to be there." Well, you can get back draft picks. You can get back a lot to revamp your team and say we're, we're we decided we're going to go in a different direction. So now you'll say, "Well, we got three draft first round picks for Giannis, and this is what it turned into." And now you got three shots that you got three bites at the apple now to get mm-hmm. one right. Yeah, I mean, the one, I'm just looking at some of their future draft picks. They've got a Celtics pick, a Grizzlies pick, first rounders, um, their own first rounder, their own first rounder. Like they've got a bunch of picks as well. Yeah, I, could... I just think I, I think that I think they, I think the Warriors are those are they're signing their guys back, but they're signing them at numbers where they know they can move them if need be. Yeah. You follow me? Yeah. Just, just, just an option. I'm not saying they are doing that. I'm not saying that's even been in it. But I, what I'm saying is, if you and I, Mo, were in the room, this is what we would be doing. These were the discussions you and I would be having. Yeah. And I would be encouraging you, let's sign player back. Because, Mo, when you trade a player or you don't sign a player, you have to have a means to replace that player. Like yeah. Kaminga, for instance. He may not be playing a lot of minutes there, but let me tell you something. I bet you there are about 25 other teams that would love to have a Kaminga. That that pro- project there for Kaminga, I think he could be really good. Yeah, so, you know, you trade the other pieces and suddenly now your big three now is Kaminga, Giannis, and Steph Curry. That's, mm-hmm. that, that's a pretty good start, okay? Mm-hmm. And you got him on a rookie deal. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you're thinking about these teams, you're always thinking about the future thinking about which, how your team is going to be right now, but also always keeping yourself in the mix because you got to keep doing it. But I'm, I don't know anything, but what I'm saying, Mo, 
that's what those are the discussions you I feel you. all the teams are having i'm sure they all are having so it's not yeah. like i'm yeah, saying yeah i find it funny I, I tweeted the other day like someone tweeted like the knicks are monitoring Giannis's situation the raptors are monitoring Giannis's situation and i was like every team in the nba is monitoring yeah, Giannis's situation that's, because that's, every that's, team in the nba would that's, want that's, him on their team if the yes, nuggets can to. go and get Giannis and disassemble their championship roster i bet you they do it you, if the celtics can go and if the heat can go anyone will take Giannis. But yes. that, that's that. So let us know in the Discord. Um, join the community. We have some great basketball conversations in there. I gave away some copies of 2K on my stream. Might even give away a few more in the Discord. So get involved. Join the conversation. And we'll be back tomorrow with more from the Hoop Genius Podcast. Appreciate it as always, BJ. It's good to have you back. We'll keep yeah, the show rolling. We've got one more week and then I'm, I'm off for a little preseason action in the Middle East. But we'll talk about oh, that. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Oh, he just threw that out there. He just threw I, that I, out there. I just got to let the people know, you know, we'll do, we'll do this week, then next week I'm away, and then when, once I'm back, I'm back for good, and we're not stopping until the season's done. All right? Let's get it. Let's get okay. it. Okay. I'm going to see you guys soon. Make sure you subscribe, leave a comment, leave a like, all that good stuff, and most importantly, get buckets.